Are you tired of spinning your wheels with ineffective marketing strategies? Do you dream of finding a way to grow your business while also giving back to your community? Well, have you thought about charitable auctions? Maybe you've tried them in the past and you feel stuck because you're tired of donating to auctions that haven't gone that well. Either the winners never bothered to redeem their gift certificates or the ones who did were so price sensitive that you wished you'd never heard from them in the first place. Or maybe you've wanted to try auction marketing, but you don't know where to start and the thought of a bunch of trial and error makes you want to lay down and take a nap. Well, we've just launched our brand new course, Rework Your Marketing with Charitable Auctions. In this course, you'll gain access to a comprehensive course that has been meticulously crafted over 18 years of our own trial and error in our portrait studio in the trenches of charitable auctions. In this course, we dive deep into the world of charitable auction marketing and uncovering the secrets to our success with this. From setting clear goals to identifying the best charities for your business, we'll show you how to navigate this powerful marketing strategy with confidence. But that's not all. You're also going to receive a treasure trove of exclusive resources, including customizable templates, vendor recommendations, and tracking spreadsheets. Picture this. You donate a portrait session to a local charity auction. Not only does your donation attract the attention of your ideal clients, but it also helps support a cause that you're passionate about. And with the tools and insights provided by this course, you'll be able to turn those auction winners into lifelong clients. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, now is the time to rework your marketing strategy with charitable auctions. Visit our website today, dotherework.com forward slash auctions, and take the first step toward transforming your business and making a difference in your community. Welcome to The Rework with Allison Tyler-Jones, a podcast dedicated to inspiring portrait photographers to uniquely brand, profitably price, and confidently sell their best work. Allison has been doing just that for the last 15 years, and she's proven that it's possible to create unforgettable art and run a portrait business that supports your family and your dreams. All it takes is a little rework. Episodes will include interviews with experts from in and outside of the photo industry, mini workshops, and behind-the-scenes secrets that Allison uses in her portrait studio every single day. She will challenge your thinking and inspire your confidence to create a profitable, sustainable portrait business you love through continually refining and reworking your business. Let's do the rework. You know, there's no lack of information out there on how to sell better, how to raise your prices, how to make change in your business. But what I find a lack of is how do you actually do it with existing clients? How do you talk to them about the changes that you're making? How can you communicate that it's good for them and ultimately good for you and your business? Catherine Langsford is back and she's joining me today. And we're just talking about getting comfortable being uncomfortable. When you're making change in your business, how can you do that? How can you communicate it clearly? How can you have a clear vision to yourself, enabling you to communicate that clear message to your client, not letting things be vague, really saying what it is and making it clear so that your client can make an informed decision and then ultimately being clearer in our own mind and creating a business that we love. Can't wait for you to hear it. Once again, here we are. Again. Staring down the barrel of the busy season. It's coming. Maybe like a freight freight train. I don't know what it is. All right. Well, I'm excited to have you here today. And I'm really looking forward to this topic because we've kind of talked about it a lot through the years. But what we're talking about today is getting comfortable being uncomfortable. And basically, when it comes to making changes in our business, like big changes, because you and I have made big changes Mm -hmm. through the years pricing, how we sell, what we don't sell, all of that. So let's talk about that. To start making change in your business, what needs to happen first? 
We need to be clear on what's important to us and that there's good reasons behind it and that it is going to lead us to our, you know, our ultimate work-life goals. So having one of the things I'm thinking of is like, you know, I know that you have a rule about that the client needs to spend X number of dollars. You need to have a minimum investment before digital files are available to them in your studio. Correct. For us, it's something needs to go on the wall or in an album before we're selling little things. Correct. I have that too. Yeah. So I think what has to be clear in our own mind, and I think this is where you and I have done a lot of work, is that really the goal is to give the client the best outcome. Right. What's the best? For the walls. Right. What's the highest and best use of the art that we're creating is not just a lot of little stuff or disposable digital files, but it's actually pieces of art that are going to hang in their home. And so we're, we kind of, I think it took us a while to get convinced of that. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's true for you? Yeah, for sure. I think I started from a place of, first of all, at the very beginning, just kind of being surprised that people would buy anything. And then... <laughs> You know, I just a took a while. drink when you said that and I literally <laughs> almost spit it out. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was followed by, hey, maybe I could actually direct them to buy what I want them to buy. I mean, on a smaller scale. Sure. And that worked also. And then as the business grew, I found, okay, people are sort of finding their way to wanting to get to the digital files. Mm-hmm. And that seems to divert their attention. And so I really needed to take a hard look at, all right, what what do I really, I'm okay with them having that, but I feel like I need for them to have something finished, created by me before I can release that under the, assuming that once they get access to the digital files, they won't buy anything more, which is rarely the case. Often right. the digital files have become just sort of a, a nice add-on, almost an afterthought, not the purpose of the app. Of the session or of the sale. Well, because but, that's um, how you, that's how you've set it up, right? So I did put the barrier up pretty high, but not until you know it was probably many many years into my business before I did that, and I realized that it took away this sort of recurring frustrating scenario that would happen. You know, people are really excited about fine art. People are excited about getting something on the wall, and then. Somehow it comes to mind that, oh, we could actually just, you know, have all of them in this way. And then, then we don't need to worry so much about picking from those five that we love because we'll just get this. And I would hear that conversation unfold in the sales room or sometimes even in the call when we were planning a session. And so, you know, based on that, I sort of realized I, I don't like how this is going. I need to take the reins back on this. I need to make sure that I'm staying with the point of creating finished fine art. And I want this to take a backseat. I want the digital files to take a backseat to that. So, so you uh, felt like those were coming more to the forefront once they obeyed your role and got the one thing they were like, oh, well, we don't need to decide between those other ones. We're just going to get the digital files. Is that what you're... Yeah, I would hear people say that for sure. And so what did you do? How did you change things to take their focus off of that? I decided on the threshold I was comfortable with. So for me, I wanted them to purchase a certain amount of fine art before they would you know, have access to be able to buy the digital file. So I set that number for myself mm-hmm. and I decided, okay, if they spend this much, I'm fine with it. And then I just, you know, wasn't frustrated anymore. If that conversation did happen at that point, that was fine. You know, it wasn't that I didn't want them to have the digital files. I just, I didn't want it to be a barrier to me selling them the perfect art in their session. And it was becoming that. Right. And because don't you, I feel like that what it comes down to is people will delay decision-making forever. Mm -hmm. They'll do anything to delay making a decision. Mm -hmm. Most people, some people are very decisive. You have clients that come in and like, yep, I want this, this, this. But for the most part, people, I mean, what do we hear all the time? Oh, I have to decide this right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I got to think about that. I got to go home. I got to. And so how you delay decision-making is you just get everything. You get a lot of little. Yeah. Right. So, so that in your business, that would be digital files. In my business, it would be gift prints like eight by 10 or smaller. My rule is that something needs to go on the wall or you need to create an album and then you can buy something small, like a gift print or holiday cards or whatever. Those are available as an add-on. And I know that's the same for you. You just add digital files into your mix. So when we come up with these rules in the beginning, I think it's scary we feel kind of like, are we being mean? Are we holding things hostage? Because people seem to really want a lot of little. But what I found is that I just really, really, really wanted the work to be special for them. 
I knew that I had fine art of my own kids in my home. And I knew what that meant to my kids and my family and how cool it could be. And that's really how I felt like as much work as we put into it, as much time and effort, you want it to be something special, not just where they can get everything because they don't need everything. They don't really want everything. They just don't know how to make a decision. Oh, 100%. I can't tell you how many people call and that's one of their first questions is, can I get the digital files or how does it work? You know, they might say, how does it work? So you do the session and then you just give us the digital files. I think part of it is they hear that from other mm-hmm. people. They hear it from other photographers or they see it on social media or they just think this is how this industry works. Yep. So part of it is just education. This is how I work and this is what I want your family to have. And this is, you know, I'm assuming that, you know, you you may not know exactly where you want work to go and that's something I'll help you with. Like I sort of solve their problems of indecision by providing service that yeah. um, doesn't put them in that position where they need to figure out how big, which wall, what format, right. how many, what photos. So I know that that's the problem that they're solving by just getting all the digital files, but they're not, of course, they're not really solving that. We know that. because it'll No, be because they never do anything with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so I position the digital files as I'm sure you want to catalog this session for your archives. Mm-hmm. And here is how you can do that. But that's not how I position what we're shooting for. This is not the end result. This is not a product we're aiming for. This is mm-hmm. an archived catalog of your family for the archives, period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Incidental in comparison to what you're mm-hmm. really doing, which is creating art for their home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that more than anything has made the biggest difference in both of our businesses is just having that clear vision of, no, actually, I don't want people leaving my studio with a box full of loose prints or just digital files. I really want to go hang a piece of beautiful art on their wall. And that's the kind of client I want to be working with. And that's the kind of work that I want to be doing. And so once you know that, then you start to make changes in your business and to create a process by which that happens and that you can guide your client into that way of thinking. But we know that when we do that, whenever we make change in our business, that doesn't mean that our clients are just going to the next time we talk to them, or if we have new clients or whatever, it doesn't mean they quit asking those questions. It doesn't mean they quit wanting those things because the industry as a whole has had this huge race to everybody's just talking about, okay, how many files am I going to get for how many Mm -hmm. dollars? And so that's all they know to ask. So when they come to us, we're definitely in this education mode of telling them how we work and what it is that we're doing. And then let's just say that our existing clients, maybe we started out selling a lot of little back in the day. But when we Mm -hmm. changed this process, you have to recognize that when you make changes, that there is going to be pushback when you start with something. So Mm -hmm. it is going to take effort and it's going to take education and patience and reiterating that message again and again and again. And I think sometimes we do ourselves a disservice, maybe in Facebook groups or whatever, where you'll be talking to other photographers and they'll say, well, if they don't like that, then they're just not your client. You kind Mm -hmm. of dismiss. But really, I think you and I both found that if we take the time and share the vision of what could happen, what they really could have, what they really do actually want then we can bring them along with us. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that. How has that worked for you? So, because it seems like there's two ways of thinking about it. People think, well, either the client's like, oh yeah, no, that's totally great. I can't wait to have wallet in my home. Or if they don't, then we have to capitulate to whatever it is that they do want because we're so scared to lose a client. Like, you know, it's, we are afraid if we don't do what they ask, then we won't have the client anymore. And so when you're making that change, it is pretty scary when you have clients that maybe you have been to you before and they're saying, well, but wait a minute, you used to just sell me all the digital files. Why aren't you doing that anymore? Yeah. And you've been through that. How did you talk about that? How did you make that change without, I'm sure you're freaking out inside, but like, obviously you made the change. You're here. We're still, you're still a portrait photographer. How did you do it? Yeah. I think making those kind of changes with existing clients is obviously the hardest scenario Yes, Um, because it's like, they're already used to, to one thing. They're coming back expecting that same thing. And having been in business for over two decades, I have encountered that several times. Some people are really happy to hear about my new way of working because what I usually do is when they call the book, I might say, uh, it's been a long time since we worked together and I've made a lot of changes and improvements. I, I, I'd like to tell you about them and I kind of lay out how I work now. Some people are just like, oh, that sounds so much easier. I love it. That's great. And that's it. Mm-hmm. There are other people who 
they want those unframed photos or they would they want to do their own framing or they want to of course you know the digital file question or they just want a holiday card like all the nightmare situations that I used to happily agree to when I was just wanting to start and build a business and you know not knowing that I was creating these <laughs> really <Monster>. bad <laughs> yeah yeah so I would say like I had a client recently who, and I find the most difficult ones are the ones who in the past, they just never really wanted me to run the show. (laughs) They sort of, they wanted me to be photographer for hire who would just kind of create what they wanted in the way they wanted. And it's just not how I work anymore, thankfully. But I, so anyway, I had a client like that called. And I thought to myself, I have to be really clear with her or I'm just going to be in a real nightmare situation. And so I was really clear with her and it it was difficult every step of the way. She didn't want to have a phone call. She didn't have time for a phone call. She Okay. 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 I want to hear more about this. So (laughs) so rather than the general, like she didn't have time for a phone call, like I need to know what those words were. So this, so this client who shall be called client A to disguise her identity. Sure, let's call her client A. Client A, type A. Okay. (laughs) So, hey, Catherine, you know, we're ready to book our session and I'm ready to boss Mm -hmm. you around for another year. So when can we do that? And then what what did that conversation sound like? So first of all, it was a studio manager that answered her and she said, thank you so much for reaching out. I know Catherine will want to talk with you. Um, Can I schedule a call? That's how she answers everyone. Mm -hmm. And so client A's response was, we are longtime clients of Catherine's and she knows everything she'll need to know. And I just, Mm. so she basically didn't want to have a call. So then at that point, my studio manager is somewhat new. So I didn't want to put her in a position of needing to play hardball, like right off the bat. So I took it from that point and said, again, so nice to hear from you. Can't wait to photograph your girls. I just need to talk to you really quickly about what we're doing this year and what I can create for you. So sort of laying out like we're going to talk about what we're doing, right? Mm -hmm. We're not just going to go into like a... Because, you know, in the past, this is one of those larger families where we shot everything before discussing anything. Mm -hmm. There's a million breakouts. There's a crazy dog. There's all of it. So she did call me, but then wanted to just keep it at that. Like, oh, I'm not sure, you know, we'll decide when we see the photos and didn't want to go down the road of planning out what the fine art was that we were creating. So like I let committing, her know. Committing to what you were shooting for. She didn't want to commit to what right. you were shooting for. Okay. Right. So I said, I have to let you know, I really simplified the process. We talk a lot more ahead of time about what your desired outcome is. And then the session is so much simpler. We only shoot for what we know you want for the wall and it can really cut the time down. I know your kids are getting older. They don't have time to be in here for hours. So I can be really efficient. So do you want to send me a photo of your portrait wall and we can decide what you're adding or do you want to put it somewhere else? So I'm really sort of directing her to think about the end result. Okay. Can I pause there for just one second? Because I love this. Okay. So I think there's a couple of things here that are so genius. I want to highlight for our listeners. One is that you never said, now I just need to let you know that like in the past, I haven't been as profitable in order order for me to be profitable. I need to work another way or me, 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 me. It's all about, I just want to let you know, I've simplified. It's easier for your kids. It's going to be so much faster. I realize they're getting Mm -hmm. older that everything you said was about how it benefits the client had nothing to do with you. Even though the reason why you're doing it really is that you want, you need a profitable, sustainable business. And that really is the best for the client. It really is, but they just still want 75,000 images of every single thing. And then they just want to sit and cherry pick it off, even though that's not Mm -hmm. the best thing. And that's not how you're going to get the best result. So I love that you told her that you shared with her why and how it benefited her. I think that's huge, huge, huge. Okay. So go on. So you told her all these things and how it benefited her. And of course she had, she said she didn't care (laughs) or whatever. Like, oh, that's great for you. Um, and now you're just going to do it my way. Exactly what I want. Every, like you did every year. Sort of, except I had to get to my second point, which was I've moved to only creating finished fine artwork. So in the past, this is a woman who insisted on doing her own framing. Mm. So she would always order unframed prints. So I said, 
I know that's not how you have wanted my work in the past. So I just wanted to make sure that you know that like as an artist, I have found that it's really important to me that I oversee the quality of these pieces from start to finish. And I just don't any longer do unframed work. I think I said it a little more eloquently than that. Right. So, um, no, but I get it. So, but it's like the quality pieces from start to finish. And the benefit to her is that it's perfection. If it has to be printed 15 times, it's going to be printed 15 right. times and you're guaranteeing it. If you were the one that framed it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go on. I'm getting excited. Um, so she did kind of want to still leave it open. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. Well, why don't you send me some dates? So she just really wants to leave it open. So yeah. that's fine. We ended the call. I'd given her all my information. And then what I did was, oh, and part of that was, I'm sure we'll just do the same kind of thing we've done before. And it is true that she actually usually gets the same thing, like a photo of each of her four children, the four children together and the family of six. So when I sent her dates, what I did was I sent her a quote. I sent her a quote for the the six pieces that she normally purchases as framed pieces in the general size range that she usually gets. So I quoted her for the session and for those six pieces. And I said, here's a quote for what we discussed that, you know, the type of work that you usually have me do. If you'd like to go ahead and book a date, I'll need you to approve this quote. Or I think I said it the other way around. If, if you can go ahead and approve this, then I can confirm your date. I think I said it like that mm. rather than any, any sort of like, you have to do this. Like I sort of worded it like, here sure. you go with your approval of this. I'm happy to book you in. Yeah. So she picked a date without approving. <laughs> she was just pushing back every step of the way. So she chose the date without approving. And then, you know, I think I gave it 48 hours. I, w- I was also on my software. I can see if she's looking at the quote. She was looking at it like multiple times a day. So I thought, okay, she's thinking about it. She's mulling it over. She's deciding if she wants to push back even more or if she's going to do this. So um, after a couple of days, this was coming up. Like her the session date she wanted was really soon. And I said, our schedule is really filling up. I want to confirm this date for you if you want it. So please go ahead and approve this quote if you'd like me to confirm your date. Otherwise, my apologies, but I'm going to have to let it go because I just have, I'm too busy. So she chose to let it go. She said, okay, I can't get my kid's schedule to work. And she let it go. So obviously in the past, that is something I wouldn't have wanted to happen. But what would have happened is she would not agree to my terms. So I would be working with her without her agreeing to my terms. And I've done that before with this person. I've done that the last two times. And it's just not, in in this particular case, it's not, first of all, I'm really unhappy with it every time I enter into that agreement with her because it's not the way I want to be working. And second of all, I don't feel like I'm being true to my brand and true to, you know, what I want this business to be creating. So I was fine with that. I needed to push her to make that choice before it turned into, you know, a session of blood, sweat and tears and, and a yeah. frustrating view and order meeting that burned down. <laughs> right. Which is, And so because you'd had that experience with her, I think it's interesting to point out that you were comfortable just being uncomfortable and really pushing that to its logical conclusion because you knew that if she agreed and signed off on that, then you knew I'm happy to do it because we're obeying the rules. She's going to get what you, the highest and best use of your work. She's going to have beautiful artwork on her wall of her kids that's been framed to perfection and all of that. And then you will have a profitable, sustainable situation Mm -hmm. out of that. And then if she's not agreeing to that, you've had enough experience with her to know that it really is not going to be a pleasant experience. And really, she won't have the best thing out of that. Neither one of you win. So you're willing to push that. So I think the thing that's fascinating to me about that is that there were all these times when she was telling you that she was not going to play ball. And so you just kept saying, okay, but here's this, but here's this. What you didn't do is, okay, we'll just do what we've always done. I'll just grandfather you in because you've already, you've been here for so long. So what's a situation where you've done a similar thing where it turned around the other way? Because we're not really (laughs) wanting, we're not really wanting to turn people away. We don't want to turn people away, but we also don't want to be shooting for disposable imagery or a lot of little, that's not what we're about. So have you had an experience happen where you were very forthright and then they played ball? Yes, I have. And to be honest, there's been more experience where people came around and played ball than the other. It usually works the way I'm hoping it'll work, but only with me pushing through those pain points of discomfort where I feel like, oh, should I just say yes? Or, oh, she was vague again, or she didn't answer me again. And I'm not, I haven't nailed this down. Like pushing through those really, it's helped me to learn how to do that. But no, I had another situation where a client has, who's been to me probably five times now. And interesting point about both of these clients is both of them were quote, difficult. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have our AAA situations and we know the markers by which we decide that people are AAA, but then there's people who are the opposite of those. Yeah. <laughs> they're, you know, they're, they're difficult to reach. They're difficult to please. They're difficult to shoot, frankly. <laughs> yeah. You they know, show up with the five nannies and the... Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So this family checks all those boxes <laughs> and, um, and they are really insistent that they don't want anything framed. They want unframed five by seven prints. Oh my gosh. And so, so unframed five by seven prints and they're really firm on that. They don't want anything on the wall, but they really want to use me. And I have been through the conversation with them. Of, I feel like what I'm doing might be overkill for what you want. Like those sort of conversations. Yeah. And they're really insistent. They want to use me. They love my work and they want it to be consistent with their other children. Like they come every time they have a new baby. So this particular time, again, they came saying, is there anything you can do about the cost? Because really all we want is unframed work. And because what I had told them before is, you know, I, I only sell unframed work after a fine art spend of X. Mm-hmm. Meaning, once you've purchased wall art or albums up to this point, then you can purchase unframed work. And so, with these people, what I did last time was they actually purchased a fine art credit in that amount so that they could access unframed five by seven. So, they ended up just spending a huge amount of money to get past my fine art threshold, spend threshold, so that mm-hmm. they could buy unframed work. Mm-hmm. And so this time he was asking if I could, if we could get around that, if we could do something different, it doesn't make financial sense. He sort of put that forward. And I said, you know, I really appreciate you seeing my position as an artist and that it's most important to me that I create finished fine artwork for you. You know, if you don't want something on the wall, I have beautiful albums. Here's information on my albums, but I am still very firm on my policy that I, that I won't sell on trade work unless unless I've created work for the wall. And I really want you to do what's right for your family. And, you know, let me know if I can help further. And sure enough, 24 hours later, he agreed to the quote and booked me. So it's just in that case, he just saw my position, asked if I was flexible, received my answer that I wasn't, and then just said, yeah, well, we want it anyway. So let's do it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So I'm not sure why unframed side by sevens are so important to them because they're paying a small fortune for them at this point. Right. (laughs) But that's just really what they want. But I admire because I know you well. You are a very kind, accommodating person, you know, and so that is pretty tough to be willing to take that stance and say, okay, I'm setting for it because you know that this is how you work. So you have a clear vision of this is the service that I'm doing. So if we take that to another industry, every industry has that, but somehow with the photography world, and I think with graphic designers, sometimes interior designers and the creative arts, sometimes we lose our way. So, you know, if you went to a Mercedes Benz dealership and was like, look, I don't need all the things, all the leather and all the, then they're like, well, then go down to the Honda dealership. If you want this, this Mm -hmm. is what we're doing, you know, but somehow we feel scared. And so I think when we're breaking our own rules, it's out of fear. It's out of not having a clarity of vision maybe not even having a policy or not even having a process by which to bring your clients through and guide them into how they can best collect your work, how that work can best be displayed, how it can benefit their family. But I think the thing that's interesting about what we've talked about so far is just that you're continually bringing them back to, okay, no, this is what we're doing. So we're never letting them, we don't want to let people be vague, right? We don't want to let them go, oh, well, because what will happen, right? When we're doing our consultation and you're saying, okay, so what is it that we're shooting for? Are we going to put something on the wall? Are we going to put something in an album? If you have a new client, generally, what do they always say? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, yeah, we'll decide later. Yeah, well, we'll I mean, we'll, we'll decide. I don't know till I see him. I'll have to see him, yeah. you know, then we'll decide. Mm-hmm. Or, well, I don't, I mean, no, we don't really do wall art and I hate albums. Well, why are we here? Um, yeah. You know what I mean? So for, and, and in my business, there's no printable digital mm-hmm. files. So really there's nothing. So for you, if there's, if they're saying, well, I just need, I know my kids are getting older. I just need to have them photographed. And they're thinking that they're going to get digital files. Well, with you, they won't just get that. They're going to need to put something on the wall with me. They won't get that unless it's like social media files of something they've already put on the wall or in an album. So there is a process by which we go through and help them to understand that. And so we do then, once we've done that, once we've been clear and clear again and clear again and clearer and then reiterated again and again, times a thousand, 
then there is a point where you have to be willing to let people go. Yeah. But I think the assumption, what I've always had struggled with or had a problem with is when people are like, well, they're just not my client. So I just let them know that I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. It never has to be like that. It really Mm -hmm. can just be us explaining like, this is how we work and it's so awesome and it's so great. And we're assuming Mm -hmm. that they want it. We're assuming that they will love it. And then they tell us, this is just really not in the cards for me. I don't really need this right now, or I don't want this level of service right now. And we don't have to tell them anything, but, and I'm sure you've had this too, but almost every person that has gone away and not booked, I will get a text or a follow-up call or an email. And they all say the same thing. Thank you so much for spending that time with me, for explaining how you work. It's amazing. I can't wait to do it sometime in the future. I'm going to go hire some girl in my neighborhood to do my holiday cards or whatever. But I've had that happen again and again. And then I've had those people come back. So sometimes they come to us and they aren't ready. They don't have any idea about, oh, I didn't even know that was a possibility. Oh, I never thought about wall art. Oh, wow. You know, so it takes them sometimes maybe a couple of times before they get their mind around it. But that doesn't mean that just because they haven't thought about it, that we shouldn't do it, that we should just, let's just get any sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing to point out about past clients, like for photographers who have been doing this for a long time and they're having people come back over and over and maybe changing their policies in, in between seeing those people is I often hear from past clients like, wow, you know, I, I'm so happy to hear that your business has grown in that way. Or wow, that's so cool. You've really come so far or mm. because they do remember how it was. It, it, it didn't look this way 20 years ago at all. So they are open to the fact that, you know, it's been 7, 10, 15 years since we've seen her. Of course, her business has changed. Of course, yeah. things are different. Small businesses don't stay exactly the same year after year, or maybe they do, but... Well, not, I think not it's ones that, that are that around don't. for 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, most of them that are around for 20 years have evolved in some way. <laughs> I would I would yeah, doubt so, that. So it is a very reasonable thought yeah. that things aren't the way they were 10 years ago. And so most, I wouldn't say most, but it's not uncommon for people to be accepting of that change. But mm-hmm. yes, there are some people who are just like, that's not what it was like before. And we want the same thing we did last time. And it needs to be a bigger conversation. Well, and and I think too, when I think back to people that like my very first two clients that I was shooting in my basement where I sold digital files for the first 30 days that I was in business, these first two clients that I had, and that was, I don't know, 16 years ago, I just mm-hmm. photographed them again this year. I mean, I've photographed them in between, but like this year was their year. And mm-hmm. I was thinking how much I love them. And we were talking about their kids are older now, obviously, and, and all that. And I was like, you know, you guys are like basement people. You know, you're like my OGs, you know? And that's mm-hmm. kind of like, they're like, oh yeah, we're basement people. Like they they think that's so cool. And like you said, they've loved the transition. They've loved the way things yeah. have grown and evolved and how cool it is and how really what has happened is I've just taken more and more responsibility off of them mm-hmm. and we just handle everything. So they, mm-hmm. they started as DIY where they they had to go and print everything. And what's funny is that recently both of those women said, oh, I love those images that you shot in the basement, but I never did anything with them. Can you right. make me some <laughs> stuff out of that? You know, and because yeah. I had never done anything with it. And so I just thought, oh, that was so validating that I've made the right choice, you know? Mm-hmm that we're giving better service than we ever have. And then what's interesting too, is that as that word gets around about how we work and what we do and and their friends see it on the wall, then it attracts this new clientele that Mm -hmm. talk about easy, right? The new client. They come come in knowing the deal. Knowing the deal. Like (laughs) they're quoting you to you, you know, they're quoting stuff off your website. And um, I just had a client that was like the pinnacle of this just recently. We just did their sales session and they they placed their order. And at the very end of it, she kind of like shook her head and just kind of looked at me and she's like, you know what? I love that you don't sell the digital files. I love that. Like, this is like, I know it's going to be perfect. Like, it's just, I mean, sure, I can share stuff on social media, but like, I love that you don't do that. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's amazing. I've never had anybody say that to me before. Yeah, that's fantastic. Which, like, I'm like, have we turned a corner? Like, are we there yet? It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I think going back through all of these points. So just to recap that when we're making changes in our business, that the first thing I feel like I always have to do is I have to have it clear in my own head about the rationale for why I'm doing it. And it usually comes about because of bad things have happened and I want mm-hmm. to fix them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it usually comes about from like something has burned down so horrifically yeah, that I'm like, yeah. okay, I can no longer, I'm Scarlett O'Hara in the potato field, like 
as God as my witness, I can't do this ever again. I got to move on. You know, nightmarish mistakes. Yeah. Right. Well, it can never be like proactive. Like, no. hey, maybe it would be a good idea if I started selling. <laughs> you know, it's always no. like, oh, somebody, you know, my sister printing the, you know, the 20 by 30 at Costco that was green. And that made me say, okay, I'm never doing digital files. Okay. So, so having a clear vision, it's clear to ourselves, I have to do this in order for me to move forward in this business and stay as a portrait photographer and not be a house cleaner or some other business. I only want to do it this way. And really it's going to benefit my business by making it profitable and sustainable, but it's also most importantly going to actually benefit my client because it's going to be serving them in the highest and best way that I can. So that's one, the clear vision, then the clear message. So recognizing that there will be pushback as you make changes with your existing clients, you're going to encounter pushback. And so to just be clear and clear again, and then more clear and then clear again. And And then put it in an email. And then put it in an email, (laughs) but not adversarial, not adversarial. So it's not the, you know, it's kind of like parenting. Like if you get down in and you're in the skirmish, you've lost. But if you can be the parent, if you can just Definitely never in the skirmish. No, it's always, here's the great stuff that I can do for you. Would you like it? Yes or no? Yeah. Isn't this amazing? The assumption is that you want and can afford what I do and that you want it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to help you get it. And here's how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. So you're educating, we're training. And then thirdly, we're not allowing things to be vague. We simply right. will not allow. It has to be clear. We'll decide later, not a sentence that's in nope. our vocabulary. Nope. No. And to believe people when they tell you stuff like that, rather than thinking, mm-hmm. well, they're saying that now, but like, how many sales training have you been in, in this industry where they're like, well, if they cry, they buy, or they say that they won't buy, but they mm-hmm. will buy four times, whatever they say, or like that sort of thing. But it's like, I think that trains you to not believe people. So you kind of need to pin it down, right? Oh yeah, it's much more successful of a process when you help them come to a place where they actually know what they want and then make that for them. That's right. far more, you know, that that just works every time. It's helping them get clear because they yeah. don't know. Right, no, they right? don't know. Nobody knows. Right, but it's like when you and I go to an attorney to draft up a will or something or a divorce or whatever, you go in and you're like, I don't know. Like, what are the possibilities mm-hmm. here? Like, can mm-hmm. I take him for everything he owns and the kids? Or do I have to leave him with the house? Like, tell me what's, what are the, what do the laws say? Because that's your job to tell me, you know? And can I cherry mm-hmm. pick this? Can I only pick the paragraphs that I like and only pay you for those? Well, no, mm-hmm. you need to pay for all the paragraphs. Mm-hmm. Can I write the date in myself and save $250? <laughs> yeah, totally. Can we use your paralegal for everything and you for nothing? So we, I mean, you know, so then they're just going to help you a a good service provider in whatever industry is going to help you decide, no, Allison, you really do want joint custody. You really do want to get out of this with integrity. And this is how we're going to do it. Okay. And they help you see, but they don't let you be vague. They don't Mm -hmm. like, they make you decide. And I would rather them decide before I shoot. 100%, 100%, million percent. Yeah, because how many times have we thought, even they said, well, maybe we'll do an album. Well, maybe we'll, and so we hear that our excited little photographers, like, well, they said they're going to do an album and they said they're going to do a gallery. And so they, you go in and you shoot everything and then they, yeah. there's amnesia, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's why I find it most successful when we've had the discussion of what they want and then I present them with the fine art quote to approve before the session. I mean, sometimes that quote comes with a, you know, the caveat of, I know we haven't decided on the exact size for this, or, you know, we're not sure if grandma and grandpa are coming. And if they are, then we will do this piece, something like that. Mm -hmm. Like there may be a caveat, but in general, this is how much you're looking at spending for these items that you want. And, you know, that's just just guaranteed success. Absolutely. They love it. They love it. And then, and then our view and order is just not even work. Our view and order is basically just pop, making sure we have the right photos in the right frames that they already chose for the spots they already chose. And then just signing on the dotted line. Like it's so easy. The hard work is before the session and the session is very, very specific based on the hard work that we've done. And so when you're not allowing them to be vague and you're pushing it to that level of clarity, I would imagine that some of those quotes that go back that they're like, whoa, I had no idea it was going to be this much. What can we do to get it down? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, okay. So then of course the way to get, sometimes not. Sometimes they're just like, great, perfect, sign, paid half. Yeah. And as we know, the way to get Um, things down is 
less things and smaller things. Less things and smaller things. Yep. Maybe we want to, you know, so I might help them with less and smaller, or they may come back to the quote saying, you know what? I think we're going to hold off on the album this year, but otherwise this looks great. Yeah. Or they, and so yeah, then I mean, when you know that, when you know, okay, mm-hmm. we're holding off on the album, that's a different shoot. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, so it's then not you're... like we shoot it all and then in the sales room, they decide to hold off on the album. Right. No. They decide before we've shot it. And that is, you know, I know that we preach this a lot, but I think if you've heard this concept before, if you're listening to this and you've heard this concept mm-hmm. before and it's gone in and out of the transom of your mind, let it sink in and think about how would I do things differently if I wasn't shooting every single solitary setup, every single solitary shoot. So in that scenario, they say, we're holding up on the album. We're going to do a couple of pieces. Like usually it's right. The big family. And then maybe like the kids together or something like that. That's mm-hmm. two setups. That's 20, 30 minute shoot. Yeah. And that, that's happened many times in my business these last couple of years. There's, yeah. There have been times we've only shot for one piece. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But when they called me, they didn't know they only wanted one piece. Right. We needed to have a conversation. We needed to look at the walls. We needed to talk prices. And then they were like, you know what? This is the most important one. Yeah. And, and every year is different. Totally planned out. Yeah. And every year is different because, you know, some years are those in between years where like the kids are funky, got weird teeth, mm-hmm. or it's maybe not really mm-hmm. a special time for them. And then other times where it is. And so we need to have that vision of, what is going to be best for them at that particular time and help them to see it. And that every time doesn't have to be the big, huge sale. And every time doesn't have to be the big, huge shoot. Mm-hmm. But I, I just find that so many photographers are doing the big, huge full boat thing every single time, mm-hmm. but not mm-hmm. selling that. And so yeah, there's- no- I was. Not for sure, for sure. And sometimes I still get carried away over shooting. I think that's just a common thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I love that. So clear vision of our process, the clear message. Don't allow people to be vague, forcing the issue so that before you shoot anything, we know what it is that we're doing and forcing it in a way of just helping them to gain clarity that helps them to be clear. And then they're so relaxed. The result of that is that they are beyond thrilled with what they have. They have complete transparency ahead of time. They know exactly what they're in for. Nobody feels baited and switched. Mm -hmm. And then we have more time. We have more sustainable, more profitable businesses and everybody wins. Yeah, absolutely. It's the best. It's the greatest. Yeah. It it does mean pushing through that initial discomfort of, oh no, what if I scare them off by talking about price before they've fallen in love with the work? Right. Like that was, you know, at the beginning of me switching over to this process and this format, I would worry about that. But I have to say, in pushing myself to do it, it worked time after time. And I did not get negative feedback like, oh, I don't think we want these because this is too expensive. Like, that's not how that played out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying no client ever said, you know, this is more than I wanted to spend. I don't think we're going to do this. That that has happened. But it's usually not at the process of sending the quote because the quote has come after we've had the consultation and talked about the walls and talked about what fine art goes where. And we've, we've kind of gotten into it. And it's just never been a disappointment for me and just made things so much easier. Well, and I think you make a really important point there because we don't want to be salesy jerks and we don't want to do bait and switch. And when we hear the client saying, well, I don't know, I can't decide until I see the images, we believe them. We believe them when Mm -hmm. they say that, but that really actually isn't true because we're putting off indecision. They're putting off. Exactly. And the true bait and switch is, and I tell my clients this all the time in the consultation, I'll say, look, I have to just tell you that the industry has typically been built on take a bunch of images, get somebody in a room and manipulate them until they buy them off. And I'm actually not interested in doing that. I want to just create what it is we agree to today, what you feel like is really important for your life at this time. And then we're going to shoot for that. And then that's what you're going to buy. And they're like, oh, wow, I really appreciate that. Because when we shoot for everything, Mm -hmm. what happens? I mean, we're good at what we do, right? I mean, we've practiced our craft. We know how to do this. And then they come in and they see all of those images and they want them all, but they didn't Uh agree to it ahead of time. They didn't make room for it in their budget. They didn't talk to their husband, whatever. And so they want them. And then who's the jerk? Who are they mad at Mm -hmm. when they can't Mm -hmm. get them? They're mad at us. Because we did too much, even though we thought we were doing our job to the best of our ability. So it's kind of counterintuitive, but you do fear that. I think when you make these changes in the beginning, like, oh, if I nail them down, how can I possibly nail them down? And they won't know what they want until they see it. Well, we can guide them. That's what we're supposed to do. That's part of our job is being the expert. Yeah. I find that people, especially new clients, 
really appreciate this this different process. Especially Tell me more about that. Like when I explain how I work at a consultation to a new client, I feel like many times what I hear them say is like, oh, that sounds so easy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds, you know, I love that idea. Oh, talk about the fact that we help them decide where, help them decide how big, come and hang it up when it's done, basically full service from start to finish. And they're they're just so excited and blown away by that. I think they, they've just had different experience. They've had the experience where they're left to decide everything, left to produce everything. And I think it's really appealing to them, but not necessarily what they knew they were getting into. So it's a pleasant surprise to most of them, I find. And it's a much more fun business to be in. I find that I enjoy the sales appointments a thousand times more. I don't have any... When I go into a day where I've got viewing orders booked all day, my favorite. It's my favorite. Yeah, I love it because I don't feel like I don't have that dread of like, okay, I got to get my Grant Cardone on. I got to get my objections Mm -hmm. ready. I got it because you and I did. Mm -hmm. We did years of that, right? Like, okay, what do you Mm -hmm. say when they say this? What do you Mm -hmm. say when they say this? It's like we don't even have this anymore because it's already been decided ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're not shooting it if there's not a place for it. When it works perfectly and goes according to plan, it is so easy. I mean, we do still have situations where we have to sometimes pull the Grant Cardone cards out. <laughs> well, but, because I mean, amnesia happens. easier than they used to be. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. Amnesia does happen. What does amnesia look like in your world? Well, amnesia is, I know I said I wanted that, but I actually am not sure that we can afford that. Or I know you said it was going to cost that much, but actually, I don't know if we actually want to spend that much. Or I don't think that those things don't happen as much. But what does sometimes still happen is sometimes I don't get sign off from the husband. Mm-hmm. I get the wife's word that the husband's cool with it, but I don't know what happened along the way. Somewhere the husband didn't get that memo. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm in a room where I need to pull out my Grant Cardone cards. <laughs> Because because when we get to the end of that sales session and some of this is news to him, mm-hmm. then we still have that situation. But Well, and what we're referencing thing- is the Grant Cardone's book, Sell or Be Sold. We'll link to it mm-hmm. in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But it is like, if you only buy one sales book in your life, that's the one to buy. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. And I would highly recommend the Audible audio version over the actual book itself because he does, there's a ton of extra content in that. It's really good. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's just wrap it up with that. Let's just say that somebody does say, oh, I didn't let my husband know or whatever. Then what? what's a trick that you pull out for that? Or not a trick, but like, how do you rescue that when they haven't talked to their husband about it? What does that look like? When we're in the sales room? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would like, so something similar to that happened recently. And often what happens is is they want to go away and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And so what I always say in that case is whatever your concerns or your worries are, let's please talk about it here. This is the best time for you to get the answers from me and sort out any, you know, anything that you're not sure about. Let's do our best to work it out here. Or I might say something like, let's go through and see what you are sure about. And then let's discuss the stuff that's left. So that at least I'm not burning the wholesale down. So if they're sure about these four items, then let's talk about these other two. And what are, what are their concerns? Is it, is it what the photo choice is? Is it the size of the piece? Is it, you know, what is it? And just instead of letting the wholesale go, let's, uh, let's talk about that together. I can help you while I'm here. If you, if you go home, you don't have time for this. You have a million other things happening and a family to take care of. And I don't want this to, you know, this is really important to you. And I know that you really wanted to make sure this happened this year. So I can help you make it happen. Let's, let's do that. Okay. I love that. And I have Keep them in the room. Right. Well, and, and the thing is, is again, yes, that's a good sales technique and all that, mm-hmm. but it really is. But they want the, it. No, it is yeah. right. It really is serving the client the best because if they go away. And so I had something happen that, well, and I, you know about this because we, we talked about it, mm-hmm. but I had a client that I not only did a consultation at my studio, I went to their house. I went to the office where the husband works because they needed artwork for both. I did consultation times three. With both people, husband and wife. And then we shot for exactly what they wanted. They came in, loved everything. We figured out the house and we were looking at the office, figuring all that out. And this guy says to me, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, whoa, like I got to, I need to go back to my office and blue tape where this is going to go. Cause I'm just really not uh-huh. sure of the size. I just don't think we can decide it right now. The wife's over there like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm fine. And I was, it was before I kind of was willing to be super clear, right? It was before I was willing to kind of go to the mat on this stuff. 
And I was so inside. I was so like, are you freaking kidding me? We did all this stuff. Like, you know, you know, you know. And so I just made myself physically, I literally made myself physically sit back and unclench my hands uh-huh. because I just was like, okay, I'm going to come over the desk at this guy. Cause I've already spent so much time. And now he's like dithering about it. Like, uh-huh. oh my gosh. Uh-huh. And so I just said, you know what? I said, no, you're not. You're not. And he's like, what? I'm like, you're not going to the, de- you're not going to blue tape a dang thing. I have your picture on the wall right here. You can see that this size looks great. And I said, so here's the deal. You got seven kids. I know what that is. I have seven kids. You are so busy. You do not want me chasing you down, trying to make a decision on this. If there's something that doesn't work for you right now, let's get rid of it or put it on a separate proposal and let's figure out what we are going to do. Well, the wife's over there, like looking at her nails, like, uh, well, the house is good. I don't know what you're going to do with your stinking office, but I'm done. And so he's over there, you know, dithering. So I'm like, look, let's just put the office on a separate proposal. Let's move forward with the house. And then we did that. Or what things will normally will happen like this too, is maybe go back. Like you were saying, you go back and go, okay, let's just revisit. All right. Here's the 40 by 60 above the fireplace. Are we good? That's a lock. We love that. Okay. Right. Next. Yeah. And you're just reiterating until mm. It's like, well, I don't really know. Okay, you know what? Let's just put that on a separate proposal. You can go away and think about that one, but let's move forward with the things that we know because ain't nobody got time for back and forth because that's how bad things happen in production, right? That's how mistakes get made. That's how we end up with a 40 by 60. That's the wrong pose that we bring to your house. You know, I mean, I didn't tell them that, but you know, we know that we have a process and it can get messed up because it's custom artwork. So Again, I think clarity is the watchword here with how you get comfortable with being uncomfortable is that you just know I'm clear on how I want to do business. I'm clear on what is best for my client. And I'm clear on, I can guide them and know what is best with combining my talents with their needs. And we can make this great together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well done. Catherine, yeah. it's always a pleasure. Before we go, are there any other books, sales books that you love or any any other like resources that you feel like were really great? I mean, I love the pumpkin plan. Oh yeah, perennial favorite. And there was a different Grant Cardone one where it was all responses to... Uh... Was it like the Closer's Bible? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, was it called the Closer's Bible? The Closer's something. The Closer's something. Yeah. We'll find it. We'll find it. We'll yeah. link to it in the show notes. Yeah, that one I loved. It was just like rapid fire. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. But annoying. Seller be sold. I listen to over and over. Yeah, that's a good one. Because even though he's kind of a tool and like uh, sounds like a used car salesman, really the core <laughs> of what he's saying is good. Like to get your clients what it is that they really want. And I yeah. do have that. Yeah. Okay. Well, until next time, I appreciate your insight and willing to share with us. Always great. I love it. I love it every time. Thank you. You can find more great resources from Allison at dotherework.com and on Instagram at do.the.rework. Dot dot